It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you. Today we're going to continue the AFC East Ultimate Division crossover here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and we're going to focus the discussion on the New York Jets, a fun team to dig into, a team with a lot of holes, a team that uh, had an interesting season last year. And so myself, John Butchko of Locked On Jets, and Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots are going to discuss this football team, what happened in 2019, and what the forecast is moving forward. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the Dolphins, and then Friday we'll have a fun Valentine's Day theme show for you, so don't miss that. Make sure that you are subscribed, and I certainly hope that you enjoy this discussion about the New York Jets. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome back to the Locked On Podcast Network's Ultimate AFC East Crossover Week. Uh, not to be confused with the regular AFC East Crossover Week. I am John from Locked On Jets, along with Joe from Locked On Bills and Mike from Locked On Patriots. And today we are talking about the New York Jets, who finished the 2019 season 7-9 uh first i want to say welcome to my friends joe good to be with you yeah absolutely excited to talk about this football team that uh finished uh 2019 pretty strong and mike even though you cover the patriots we welcome you back to uh <laughs> discussion on the jets well thank you very much for the hospitality john i appreciate it no in all actuality looking forward to it much like joe said you guys finished the season pretty strong last year so uh looking forward to a good uh, good race uh, coming up in the afc east in 2020 yes and the jet season was no pun intended very turbulent the, in fact the entire year 2019 was 
there it was a wild year for the Jets. They started it by firing head coach Todd Bowles and retaining general manager Mike McCagnin, which was an arrangement that did not last all that long. They bring in Adam Gase. They sign a rec. They spend a record amount of money in free agency. And then after the draft, they fire McCagnin after letting the GM run free agency and the draft. They hire Joe Douglas from Philadelphia, a guy many believe is a rising star in the NFL executive world. And then the season starts. And as Joe remembers, week one, they're up 16 to nothing in the third quarter of a game against the Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo rallies to beat them. And then... A few days later, all heck broke loose because Sam Darnold was diagnosed with mono and had to miss three games. Three games the Jets lost, so they started 0-4, and things just kind of fell off from that point. They eventually started 1-7, and and one of the games that they lost was to the then 0-7 Dolphins. Later on in the season, they lost to the 0-11 Bengals, so they became the first team in NFL history to lose to two teams that are 0-7 and worse. But they did have a strong second half of the season. They finished 6-2. and two. The schedule got a little bit easier, and they took advantage, which at least maybe gave them a little bit of momentum heading into the offseason. But I think the focus for Jets fans is Sam Darnold. And Darnold's a difficult guy to diagnose at this point, I, I think, because you can essentially build any kind of argument about Sam Darnold's progress through year two and his upside so I want to hear what my AFC East friends think about what Sam Darnold's done through his first two seasons and where they think he's heading. Because you look at the numbers, they're okay, nothing spectacular. There are some very good moments. There are some very bad moments. There are, you know, some of the bad moments might not be his fault because they did not put a good offensive line in front of him. Some of them were where he, his decision-making just kind of went out the window. It, but I think one thing that's easy to lose when you talk about Darnold is just how young he is. If he, this was supposed to be his senior year at, at USC. If he stayed and played out his entire college eligibility, he'd be entering the draft this year. In fact, he's actually younger than Joe Burrow, who's probably going to be the first overall pick to Cincinnati in a few months. So I guess we'll start with Joe. What do you think about Darnold's progress so far? Where do you see his future heading? You know, really difficult year for Sam Darnold. In a lot of ways, we talked on Monday about Tom Brady and some of the circumstances that the greatest quarterback of all time had to overcome. And, you know, there was a lot that Sam Darnold had to overcome. Obviously, the mono deal, getting a new offensive system in his second season of his of his NFL career. But, you know, just a, a failed opportunity by Mike McAgan to really build up this offensive line and give him a reasonable front five to work behind and, you know, not a whole lot of upgrades in terms of the weaponry. Certainly, Jamison Crowder was a nice pickup for that slot. Uh, position, but you know Christopher Herndon, the exciting tight end, he was suspended early on, and then you're trying to factor in Le'Veon Bell into this offense, and I thought that he was a good pickup because of what he can mean for Sam Darnold in the re- in the receiving game, but without giving Le'Veon Bell a reasonable offense line to work with like he had in Pittsburgh. We know that in Pittsburgh, he really thrived off of uh, being patient and allowing blocks to take form and working off of them. And then he has nothing close to that with the New York Jets. And so you just have all these struggles going on. And that's a lot for a young quarterback, as you mentioned, a guy that was uh, age-wise slated to be a senior at USC. And so with that said, with all that said, that a young quarterback has to overcome the guy still got better this year, and I know that's kind of hard to to come to grips with that, but I mean, 
statistically, completion percentage is up, touchdown percentage is up, inter- interception percentage is down, quarterback rating is up, uh, it, two fourth quarter comeback, uh, three game winning drives. I mean, he he played better this year, and I think that every quarterback comes along differently. You know, think about Patrick Mahomes. Everyone would think he's the best quarterback in the game if there was a fantasy draft and the entire league was redrafted. Patrick Mahomes was going to be the first pick. Well, we never saw Patrick Mahomes' rookie season. We never really had the chance to see him fail forward, and he was surrounded with wonderful weapons, the veteran offensive line, the best play caller in football over the last 20 years, and Andy Reid, and, and, and everything was right for him. And, and that's just not the case for Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was the number three pick in the draft for a reason. He's an exciting young quarterback, and you have to keep in mind the entire context that goes into evaluating Sam Darnold last year Oh, by the way, mono after the first game of the season, and he's out for all that time. I mean, just a difficult year, and I give Sam Darnold a lot of credit for actually showing some signs of growth with all of the things he had to overcome in mind. I think we're we're primed to see Sam Darnold uh, really kind of recapture some of the sizzle that that people had regarding him as a player entering his second season coming into year three. Now, Mike, you know, following the Patriots, you have. I would say a PhD in good quarterback play. One of the things I joke about is having covered the Jets for as long as I have, I have a PhD in watching bad quarterback play. You're kind of the opposite. So what are your views on uh, Darnold so far? Well, from a Patriots perspective, John, I, I really, I, we're hoping that he continues to see ghosts for quite a long time. No, I'm kidding folks. I, I am. I swear. Uh, you know, this isn't. That's not likely to happen again, by the way, folks, this year. So don't worry, Jets fans. Uh, I like Sam Donald's the quarterback of the Jets, and I'll explain why. And you mentioned about a Ph.D. in good quarterback play, and that's less about my skills and being able to look at it, but being able to actually witness you know, Tom Brady for the past 20 years in New England, you do get to pick up a few pointers. But I'll tell you what I liked about Darnold this year and what I saw from him was growth and being able to take the problems that he had in the first half of the season, including missing some time with Mono, and turn it into a very strong finish. And that, to me, is the mark of a good quarterback, the type of a quarterback that you can build a franchise around. And I think the Jets have finally found that after years and years of searching for it. Look, Darnold began the season with a record of 1-4. and four. He was a starter you know, for that uh, period, obviously finished 6-2. and two. Uh, During the period in week one and then six through nine, he threw for 1,077 yards, six touchdowns, nine interceptions. So right there, you take a look at those statistics and you're like, okay, that's not really going to set the world ablaze. But then you take a look at the passer rating and how he finished the season in weeks 10 to 17, 1,947 yards. 13 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, 93.3% passer rating. That's an incredible jump and something that I really think Donald needs to be proud of. Overall, I definitely think he improved. Joe, you touched upon this completion percentage up, turnovers down, uh, you know, from 61.9% of a completion percentage this year as opposed to 57.7 in his in his first year. So, you look at the growth that he's able been able to have, I think that's definitely something in his favor he's got room to grow he was dealt the unfortunate hand and joe and john both uh, touched upon this with the diagnosis with mono obviously that set him back some this year uh also let's not forget that the jets also had a lot of problems on the offensive line a lot of those early numbers i don't think you can just put on uh the mononucleosis uh, diagnosis he had 11 different linemen 
nine different line combinations. At least two players started at each position across the offensive line in New England. I saw Tom Brady struggle this year mightily because of inconsistencies on the offensive line. And let me tell you something, folks. There's nothing Tom Brady hasn't seen on a football field before. He's seen it all. He's done it all. If you have that kind of inconsistent play on an offensive line, it's really going to wreak havoc with you. So it didn't surprise me that Darnold had the difficulties that he had early on. Again, I would, if I were Sam Darnold, I would use this time off, watch tape, watch film, look at every game for sure, see how you can get better, whether it's throwing to the right, throwing to the left, throwing to the middle, different types of play actions. These are all things that a young quarterback needs to break down, and I think he's going to do a very good job with that. You break that down, you see where the weaknesses are, you work on them. I think he has the talent to be a very good quarterback in this league. He needs to make some adjustments. A couple of things I'd like to see him improve on for 2020. Uh, keep two hands on the ball in the pocket. A lot of the, uh, the film that I've watched on Sam, he has a tendency to take one hand off and try to make things happen. He does have some mobility, but he's a pure pocket passer. Utilize that to your advantage if I'm Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. But the other thing to consider too, John, is that the team needs to make investments in his supporting cast as well. I think you do that and show this kid that you're willing to put the muscle behind him. He's going to deliver, and he's going to deliver dividends, maybe not immediately in 2020, but in another couple of years, he's going to have this team definitely in strong contention for a division title and maybe even at the top of this division. Today is day three in the Ultimate AFC East crossover week, and our episode is sponsored by, by Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. And right now we have a special deal for our listeners Visit BlueChew.com, that's B-L-U-E, like the color, C-H-E-W.com. You get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, Locked On. That's one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code, Locked On, to try it for free. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Well, guys, we are here on day three of our Ultimate AFC East crossover week, talking today about the New York Jets. And now I want to bring up a topic that is discussed frequently within the Jets fan base. Of course, near the trade deadline, there were a lot of rumors about Jamal Adams, the Jets' star safety, who was just named first-team All-Pro potentially being sent to the Dallas Cowboys or another team. 
And it sounds like a lot of those rumors at the time were kind of overhyped. It doesn't sound like the, the talks ever got to a serious point where Adams was ever seriously, the Jets were seriously considering making a deal. But this has become a topic within the Jets fan base because Adams is maybe the one premium player the Jets have on their roster right now. But he also plays safety, which is not viewed as a, a position. When you talk about positional value in the NFL, it's typically viewed as one of the lowest value positions. And if we're going to, we can give the Jets the benefit of the doubt with Sam Darnold at quarterback. But if you look at the other premium positions on the field, offensive line, edge rusher, corner, wide receiver, Jets don't have a ton in those spots. So there is a school of thought within the Jets fan base that maybe the Jets should trade Adams get some draft capital so they can address those positions because they don't have a lot of other players with trade value. Um, then again, there's another, the other school of thought is that this is the one premium player the Jets have, so they should lock him up to a long-term contract extension. And that's the view that I personally have. But I'm wondering what you guys watching Adams from across the AFC East uh, think. So last time we started with Joe, Mike, why don't you give us your thoughts? Well, you said earlier on I might have a PhD in watching great quarterback play. If I've got an MBA in watching defensive play, uh, I've had a pretty good uh, barometer for the safety position watching Devin McCourty for all these years. And I can tell you that even though there is that feeling around the league that safety play or the safety position may not be one of the premier positions on a defense, that can be a very, very valuable position. McCourty has been invaluable for the New England Patriots. And to be quite honest with you, for all of free agents that are not named Tom Brady in New England, that's the one I worry about losing the most because of what he brings to the table, because of the acumen that he brings on the field, but also the leadership and his ability to see the entire field. Uh, to me, a safety is very much like a catcher in football. They're back in the backfield. They can see everything that's happening. And if that's the case then that's something that they need to really uh, take a look at. Me, personally, I agree with you, John. I think they should look to lock up Jamal Adams. I see the type of poise and the type of leadership that he's capable of bringing to the table. And I say if I'm the Jets, this is an opportunity for them to be able to lock that up, bring stability to that defensive unit, and build around him. Yes, there are a lot of needs that the Jets have on off on uh, defense. The edge rusher definitely is a big position. Uh, I think they need to make a couple of tweaks at cornerback and maybe even bring in some uh, you know, linebacker help. They do need some help on that defense. But I think when you have an anchor, someone that is invested in the team, that wants to be there, and that gives you 110% every single night, that's not something that you can just toss aside. You have to be willing to maybe go the extra mile to keep a player, even if it's not, quote-unquote, that marquee position that everybody likes. Uh, I think this, that uh, that's something they should look at. Now, look, uh, there's a lot of uh, indications that the Jets and Adams have already had preliminary negotiations toward a new contract. If I'm the Jets, I take it slowly. Remember, they have team control of the contract rights for Jamal Adams of the 2017. That's the first-round pick uh, 2017 deal that he has. They have that under contract or control, I should say, for two more seasons. It's understandable that they want to reward him for the play that he's had, but I don't think they really need to be in a rush uh, to uh, find any type of monetary landing spot that works for both parties. I think they can take their time, see what they have in Jamal. Uh, I should say continue to see what they have in Jamal. They really know what they have already, uh, but continue to see that leadership grow. I wouldn't be in such a rush to ship him off unless the haul that they're going to bring back for him is so good that they can't refuse it. 
Joe, what do you have to add to that? Well, I, I remember back when Jamal Adams was uh, in the draft process and everyone was talking about him going to the next level. And obviously the positional value came into play when it comes to a safety. But the reason Jamal Adams was the number what six pick in the draft in 2017 was because of what he can do on the field, but because of uh, him being a, a type of face of the franchise type leader type player where, you know, going back to his time at LSU, everyone really raved about his football character and intangibles. And so he was really viewed as the entire package. And I think in a lot of ways, he's been that for the New York Jets. And so, you know, Mike commented on a lot of things about the value of the safety position and what it can mean to a defense. But I'd also add to uh, his points there is, is think about this, the schedule and think about the landscape of the AFC uh, within the own division, in your own division, you have, uh, the Bills, who have a, a, a an offense that is evolving with a, a physically dynamic quarterback and Josh Allen and some young weapons that are going to be difficult to deal with. You want to have a player like Jamal Adams to be the chess piece to to counter those players. You think about what Chan Gailey is going to bring to Miami in the screen game. And you want a player like Jamal Adams with that quick trigger to fly downhill and make tackles and not allow those screens to, to become big chunk plays. If you want to become the best team in the AFC, well, you're going to have to be looking at the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson and those dynamic tight ends and Hollywood Brown and all the challenges they present. Well, a safety like Jamal Adams would go a long way in shutting that down. And then, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey the best tight end in football and, and what Pat Mahomes can do. And again, Andy Reid, a really good uh, offensive innovator in terms of designing screen uh, screen plays and quick game. And you want Jamal Adams. So it's, it's, it's all of the, all of the above when it comes to Jamal Adams, he's a total package. He's versatile and he's the type of defensive chess piece that's going to help you stop these dynamic offenses in the AFC. If you want to be a contender, uh, I, I feel like he's an important player to bring back and you may have to, change some of the dynamics of your roster and how you allocate cap a little bit differently because you're going to spend a little bit more at safety, but uh, that's going to go back on Joe Douglas to hit on draft picks and really be able to compliment a talent like Jamal Adams. Like you said there, he's, he's probably the one player that you look at on this roster and say, yep, that's one of the guys that would start for just about every single team. And I, I wouldn't be so quick to, to move on from him. And then also we always have to keep this in mind with the, with the uh, 2020 cap rules. I don't think you can increase a player's pay by more than 30%. And so, I mean, when you talk about extensions for a guy like Jamal Adams this offseason, the opportunity might not even really be there. All right. Well, th through our first two shows this week, we've finished by talking about how the team should approach the offseason. And the Jets have a lot of work to do. Uh, this is even though they won six of their last eight games, this is a roster that's very weak at a lot of key spots. You mentioned some of them, offensive line, wide receiver, edge rusher, corner. So I'm going to ask you guys, if you were Joe Douglas, Jets GM, how would you approach this offseason? And uh, Joe, why don't you t lead us off? Yeah, this is where I think I'm going to get a, get a little bit off the rails in terms of, I said really good things about Sam Darnold and Jamal Adams. Here's where I get a little bit nervous when I talk about the Jets. $50 million in cap space, but guys, look at this roster. There are holes everywhere. There's expiring contracts, and so everything's not going to be able to get fixed this offseason. And if I'm the Jets, I focus on what is most important, which is building around Sam Darnold, getting the protection right, and getting him some weapons. Here's the reality. Like I said, everything's not getting fixed this offseason. The resources just aren't there. And so this roster is going to have to get better from within, and it's going to have to be from players that Joe Douglas did not bring into the building. 
You know, you're looking at the offensive line. A guy like Chuma Idoga, uh, a third-round pick last year, he's probably going to have to step in and, and become a starter for this team. You look on the defensive side of the football. Guys like Blake Cashman, a fifth-round pick, he's probably going to have to take on a more pro- prominent role. Terrell Basham, can he help this pass-rushing situation? Uh, you think about cornerback where there's big questions. guy like Nate Harrison, a guy they traded for, uh, from the Indianapolis Colts, can he help this team? So it, it, I think it's it's going out and getting some meaningful free agents, obviously hitting on draft picks, but there's going to have to be an emphasis on developing some of the talent that already exists on this roster because I don't think that everything can be fixed this offseason. And one of the most important things about the Jets growing is getting better within and those young players developing and taking on more meaningful roles because the reality is there's just a lot of holes there's 50 million in cap space and there's one draft class to do and, and it's not all going to get fixed overnight. And so we're going to see how this this Jets coaching staff can really develop some of these uh, these young, talented players. And Mike, what do you have to add to that? Well, I think I think I echo a lot of what Joe, uh, you know, just said. Uh, first of all, if I'm Joe Douglas, I think there are definite trims on the roster that need to be made. And one thing that I would do is look to trim some of the contracts and some of the albatrosses that I think they have on this roster. And I don't mean to offend any Jets fans by saying this, but guys that I would look to be placed on the chopping block would be Brian Winters. I mean, they're going to save seven point two, almost seven point three million dollars uh, by releasing him. Uh, and I think that that is something because of the time he spent on injured reserve this team proved that they can get by without him. Tremaine Johnson obviously did not work out the way they had hoped uh they are going to be stuck with nine million in dead money they would save three by cutting him but they would be uh you know handcuffed with that but those are three cuts that I would probably look to uh to make right off the bat if they cut those three in addition to the 50 million dollars in cap space that would free up almost 65 million then all of a sudden your options kind of increase a little bit. I definitely agree with Joe. You're not going to be able to fix everything in the offseason, but I think that's a place to start if you're the New York Jets. Uh, two guys that I would really look at on the offensive line right now that I would bring in that are good depth pieces that can provide uh, the ability for them to compete and provide some protection for Sam Donald, Kelvin Beecham, Alex Lewis. I think they want to keep the left side of the offensive line intact. So I would definitely look to uh, uh, to bring them back. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, I thought Brian Poole had a great year. He had a one-year prove-it deal last year. I think that's exactly what he did. I would look to try to lock him up once again and bring him back. Um, I think in-house free agent keepers that I would look at on the linebacker position on defense, Brandon Copeland, Neville Hewitt, I think both of them are special team players. Again, I have a lot of experience watching special teams be such a key component in a team's success. We saw that in Buffalo this year. The special teams unit was excellent. They were much improved. The Patriots have always had great uh, special teams throughout the years. I think the Jets are catching on to that. Douglas is a very um, uh, savvy GM when it comes to things like that, so I look for him to be able to do it. Robbie Anderson is an interesting uh, situation for me. I've been on the fence a lot. I think the Jets would love to have him back, but they'd only love to have him back at a price. And I think in the open market, because of the premium on wide receivers, he could command up to about a $15 million salary, maybe more. I think if that happens, I think he prices himself out of New York. Um, One name that you mentioned yesterday, and I've been going back and forth on this, John, is Joe Tooney. And do you make a run at Tooney? Do you use some of that? 
capital that you have in terms of cap space to make a run at a guy like Joe Tooney, uh, who really is a versatile uh, lineman, and he can really provide some stability on that offensive line. I think that's really one of the keys uh, to where they need to be, and then maybe uh, shoring up and adding a few, uh, uh, edge, maybe an edge rush and someone on the, uh, the linebacking core that can get after the quarterback. To me, those are the two biggest, you know, keys right now with the offensive line and defensive line, I think, for the New York Jets. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about Le'Veon Bell. I think people are going to bring that up about whether or not you should try to move him. I really don't think they're going to get the type of return that a player like Le'Veon brings in. So again, if I'm Joe Douglas, I would take a wait-and-see approach with Le'Veon. Let's see how he comes out in training camp. Let's see what he has on the field. I think he's going to be motivated to prove a lot of doubters, including his head coach, wrong. Because regardless of what people say, there definitely was some uh, acrimony there. Uh, I think that can be smoothed over with Le'Veon coming out and having a strong start to the 2020 season. So a lot of players with a lot to prove in New York this year. And I think they've they've got the wherewithal and they play capable the way they showed they're capable of playing down the stretch in 2020. It's going to be a much tougher team than people think it is. All right. Well, guys, thanks for joining me today. It's been great talking about the AFC East with you, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to uh, Dolphins Day tomorrow here on this podcast, and then we got a fun one uh, for the Friday show. And Mike, great to be with you today. Absolutely. Great to be with you too, John. Uh, it's been a great week so far and we look to, uh, to continue it. We're at the midway point here. Again, Joe said Dolphins tomorrow. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun because as you may have heard, if you've listened to some of our other shows this week, we're kind of in a state of transition here on the Locked On Podcast Network when it comes to the Dolphins show, which is why we haven't had a representative and that means tomorrow's show, we're going to have a Jets fan, a Jets guy, a Bills guy, and a Patriots guy talk to you about the Dolphins. How much fun will that be? <laughs> Looking forward to it. Gotta love it. All right, well, thank you to everybody for listening in, and we hope you tune in tomorrow to hear us talk about the Dolphins. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.